Welcome, folks, to Random Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not by any work of man, but by the grace of God alone. I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and today uh, we're going to dive into our first episode of Open Your Bible with a brief study of the gospel. Now, we know that the word gospel can be used in various ways. But what is the biblical understanding surrounding the gospel? Why is it important for us to know this? Let me read to you a quote from a 19th century theologian and preacher, a very famous man, named Charles Haddon Spurgeon, to put our message in perspective. He said this, Everywhere there is apathy. Nobody cares whether that which is preached is true or false. A sermon is a sermon, whatever the subject. Only, the shorter it is, the better. Now, Spurgeon could have easily been speaking of the Christian community today, sincerely indifferent to biblical truths. They simply want to be entertained. It is because of this indifference that it is so important we know what the Bible says about the gospel, regardless of what we would like it to say. Because if we get the gospel wrong, folks, we get everything wrong. Now, the Christian community tends to pattern itself after the secular world has for many years. They do so with proclamations to establish who they are. They want to affirm to the world who they are based on what they do instead of what has been done for them. This is where distortions of the gospel commonly come into play. They come to the forefront in the life of a Christian and in the broader sense, the mission of many churches. We elevate what we have declared the correct approach to Christian living to the point that we continually crave whatever that is. In essence, we, we become like the child of Oliver Twist, holding out his bowl, saying, Sir, please, I want some more. We want more good health. We want more good fortune. We want more faith. We want our love for God to grow. We want to love people more and so on. Now, many of those I just listed are admirable pursuits for any Christian or any church. But none are the gospel because we've declared them so. So we all know, or many of us know, that the New Testament was originally written in Greek. And in Greek, the word gospel is pronounced euangelion. Now, this word is used in the form of nouns and verbs over 120 times in the New Testament. And it simply means good news. Very simple definition. But what is this good news in accordance with Scripture? Well, in his first letter to the church in Corinth, now, it's written a mere 20 years after the resurrection of Christ, so pretty close. The Apostle Paul provided a basic summary of the gospel. Paul states this, Now I make known to you, brothers and sisters, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which you also stand, by which you also are saved. If you hold firmly, to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I handed down to you, 
as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Now, I'm a pretty simple guy, and to me, that was pretty simple. So if I were to write a recipe for the gospel using Paul's summary just there, it would have four ingredients. First, Christ himself. Second, his crucifixion and atonement for sin. The third is his burial. And the last is his resurrection on the third day, all of which is by scripture as stated by Paul. So what is the gospel? According to Paul, it is the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not according to man or any work of man or any declaration of man's churches, but according to the apostle Paul, written in scripture, it is the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, in addition, Paul would make a statement concerning the origin of the gospel in his letter to the Romans. Paul writes this. Now, this is his introductory statement. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his Son. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Paul emphasized here that the gospel, the message he was set apart to preach, originated with God, was revealed through the prophets and recorded in Scripture. It is God's gospel. We do not get to alter its meaning in any way, regardless of what we might think or what makes us feel better. Paul would make this point very clear a few verses later. He writes this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for it is the righteousness of God. It is revealed from faith to faith. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Notice there, folks, notice that Paul doesn't say salvation is provided to everyone. There is a condition. It is given to those who believe. Believe what, you might ask? Believe the gospel. There's a catchy phrase out there in the Christian community. It's, it's being widely used among Christian churches today. And it goes something like this. Love God and love people. Period. That's a mission statement in many churches today. It's out on their signs, in front of their handouts. Now, this is an excellent duo of principles in order to live lives pleasing to God as disciples of Christ. Jesus said as much in Matthew 22, summing up the law 
summing up the law. I'll say it a third time. Summing up the law for the Jewish religious leaders with a likeness of that phrase, love God, love people, period. But the law, folks, is not the gospel. Nor is that catchy phrase. Our personal testimony is not the gospel. The sinner's prayer is not the gospel. Spiritual gifts are not the gospel. Even our faith is not the gospel. The gospel is simply one message revealed by God's grace. It is always, and I emphasize always, about him and never about us. So if the foundation of our ministries, evangelism, or even our personal lives is about what we do, we will mess that up. This is why the gospel must remain to be about what he has already done. Not about what we're doing, about what he has already done. The Apostle Paul had significant concerns about this, and we should today. Paul wrote this to the churches in Galatia. I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is not just another account, but there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what you have preached, what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said, even now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the gospel alone is our mission, as Jesus directed in Matthew 28. Jesus did not tell the apostles there to go out and announce what they were doing in the world. He did not tell them to go out and give their personal testimony. He did not tell them to go out and tell the world what works they could do to receive God's grace. He didn't say any of that. Instead, he told them to go out and tell the world about him. They were to preach the gospel, which is simply the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, period. Thank you for listening, folks. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you and give you peace. Next up on Open Your Bibles, we will take a brief look at the biblical principle of baptism. God bless you all. And remember, the Bible cannot mean today anything different from what it meant then.